is Awakened Path Radio, giving you the tools to guide you on your spiritual or metaphysical journey. I'm your host, Dr. Candace Nadine Green. Welcome to Inspirational Monday here on Awakened Path Radio. You can keep up to date with Awakened Path Radio by visiting www.awakenedpathonline.com. Again, that's www.awakenedpathonline.com. Today we have with us Philomena McGee, who's also known as Omena. She is a soul historian, a clairvoyant spiritual medium. She's a nat- natural born spiritual counselor, spiritual medium. She is a certified hypnotherapist and rebirther. She's also a Reiki master teacher. She is an ordinary woman with extraordinary gifts. Welcome to our show, Philomena. For having me, it's a pleasure to talk with you. It's wonderful. Now, what led you to the work that you do today? Well, I've always been clairvoyant as far as I can remember since I was born. Mm. I was born into a family of nine, and I've always had clarity about adults and people around me and just new things. That was a natural part of me. Didn't realize it was different until I was probably in my 20s. So, and I've always been a people person. Mm. I'm an advocate, protector of children, and a people person. So that's what led me to do what I do today. I sort of grew into this huge, gigantic set of gifts. (laughs) Yeah, right. I would get to a place where I might get bored with what I was doing, and then I automatically ask the higher realms, okay, what's next for me? Mm. And then sure enough, other things would come along. Mm. And... When I tried all the mediumship, the clairvoyance, I said, because I I remember reading people's souls, and I asked to give me clarification on that. Mm. And they said that was my mission, was to work with souls. Mm. So I became a soul historian. I started studying souls of people that came to me. I've seen a lot of people over the years. Mm. Now, you mentioned soul. Oh, sorry. Sorry, go ahead. Well, you mentioned soul historian, and, and, and one of our listeners, some of our listeners may not be familiar with the term. Could you like explain to us what it, what, what's, it, what's it all about? Absolutely. Being a soul historian is not any different if, if you were a, a history buff. You know, you, you look at the history of the world, you study all of that, you know, you have a lot of facts about it. And I have to say, I'm very grateful to all the people that consult me because it allowed, it allowed me to look into their soul's history. Mm. And what happens with that is some people, when they get stuck in their lives, it's because they made absolute decisions in past lives mm. that they still carry over into this life. And it ends up uh, stopping from, it stops them from being their natural selves and evolving into who they want to be because they carry the fears with them. For example, uh, I'm going to give you an example. Quite a few people 
that were healers in past lives mm. ended up getting caught up in the in the Spanish or the French or the whatever Inquisition from the Roman mm. Catholic Church, and there they were persecuted because they were natural healers, but were persecuted because the Inquisition said that was from the devil. Wow. So that person may end up being tortured or dead from it. And they've made absolute decisions that they would never, ever do that again. They would never, ever involve their natural gifts again. And yet they come back forth, back and forth to life. And it keeps nudging at them to reclaim it. Mm. And then when they come to see me, I might explain exactly what they did or where they may have aches or pains in their body. It might have been because there were bones were broken or they were stretched or they were tortured and the memory is still there. Mm. So that's part of this being a soul historian, being able to look into the deep part of a person's soul, ask for the information and they give it. And then it rings through for the person I'm speaking with. Something will happen to them where the energy gets released. They'll know what's true for them because I basically provide the information. I'm not going to do anything to interfere with your free will choice around that. Mm. I give the information. I have them record the sessions so they can uh, listen to it over and over again until they're familiar with it. And then that's where they begin their healing journey. Mm. Now, that is that is very interesting um, how you're able to you know, go to a person's past and yeah. heal them. Now, when, when someone comes to you, do they already know that there's something going on with them? I mean, why do they, why do they need, why do they seek you? What, what's your typical get, person like? They get, they come because they get stuck in their lives mm. or they're in a very unhealthy relationship and want to get out of it and want to know why do the repeat patterns of bad relationships maybe, or just relationships that don't work for them. Mm. Or they might have a conflict with somebody who's passed over or a conflict with family that's already here. And I explained to him that oftentimes families reincarnate different members. It even, it even borders on adoption because mm. I tell them, if a soul is meant to be with you, they're going to be with you, whether they come through you or to you, hmm. they're going to be there because you have to work stuff out or just plain enjoy each other. Some people come in to be together to enjoy each other. And I tell people that if you meet someone that you totally hate right away, you just don't like that person or you totally love, hmm. you've already met them before. Wow. Because it, it stirs up the memory. Mm. And they're there for the healing work, for the celebration of the healing work. Mm. Now, is that, is that similar to a twin, twin flame, that the idea of twin flame? Um, no. Mm. Well, in my world, twin flames rarely, rarely incarnate together. Mm. They may be soulmates, and people often confuse twin flames with soulmates. Mm. Mm. Usually twin flames are on the higher realm and only you have the masculine essence and you have the feminine essence. It has nothing to do with gender. Mm. So when the soul decides that it wants to have a journey, well, when the spirit decides it wants mm. to have a journey, it's giving the gift of soul. 
and it's only one of the essence will incarnate at the same time. Only one essence will come. And then that becomes the soul, and then they start the journey through this lifetime, the next lifetime, the path, whichever, you know. If it's on the world or another planet, it's some, oftentimes they go to other planets, and then mm. oftentimes they come here. And the soul actually comes for the experience. Mm. Mm -hmm. But then it also has a gift of free will. And once you come in and the veil has gone down, mm -hmm. if you're a strong soul or a mature soul or a growing soul, things may nag at you, which you have to do. Mm. But you have to grow into that. There's seven stages to each stage of the soul. Mm. And seven. you could do it very quickly or you could do it very slowly. It depends on that individual. Uh -huh. Because you have the uh, the ego has a soul, just mm. like the personality, if I may tell you what that is. Mm. Please. Okay. The, the ego of the personality is envy, gratification, and obsession. Mm. And the ego of the soul is encouragement, gratitude, and observance. Mm. And I encourage people to do ego of the soul rather than getting all caught up in other people's issues and mm. trying to make it right or trying to take care of people. It's kind of like just encourage them, stand back, observe what they're doing, be grateful for what you have. You can learn so much by observing people about mm. ourselves as well as others. That's true. Mm. That's true. Now, when the per when you uh, sit with a person and you, however you meet with them, yeah, is the person able to also go back and 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 see via you their past life? Is it like past life regression regression or anything? Is that involved in no, the process? No. I do I don't do past life regressions unless somebody specifically asks for that because mm -hmm. it's much quicker to tell them the information because I can see it. Ah. So I don't have to. They can be regressed if they want to be mm -hmm. because what happens is that it's funny when, when, uh, when you give information to people, they know what, where it hits them and how true that could be for them. And they get a there's a release of energy that goes on. Mm. And it's almost like a relief because they go, oh, my gosh, that's what that is? Wow. Oh, now that I know that, I can go on with what right. I need to do. Right. So they don't necessarily... And I tell... Huh? I, I was going to ask, so they don't necessary, necessarily know what, uh, what uh, the issue is. You're revealing it to them. Yes. They, they, well, they come... You see, if someone comes to me for a session... They have to write a list of questions of what they want answers to. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to sit there and guess. Right. So, and the question can be about anything. If the answer comes, the answer comes. They do the healing themselves. I just happen to be the tool and I provide the information. Mm -hmm. I definitely can do energy work on them. Mm -hmm. I can do that without touching them just to help mm -hmm. them remove some of the blocks. I can identify their blocks. I can identify their fears mm. that's holding them back. Mm. And also if they have patterns and why they keep repeating the patterns. Mm. I make them aware of absolute decisions they make because when they're sitting in front of me, 
the teenager, the children show up that made the absolute decisions and I see them and I might say to the person, so what absolute decision did you make at nine years old? Wow. What happened to you when you were seven years old that caused you to shut down? Mm. Because let's say someone makes an absolute decision not to feel because they need to protect themselves. They have to survive. Mm -hmm. You're seven years old and then it goes into the subconscious. You're not aware of it until all these problems come into your adult life. And now you're trying to live an adult life from the emotions of a seven-year-old. Wow. I, I get lots of couples trying to have a relationship and they're both five years old emotionally and they wonder why it doesn't work out. Oh my goodness. That's amazing. So what? It what... amazes me all the time. <laughs> 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 Absolutely. Because I could not explain to you how I do it. I just do it. Yeah. Now, were you able to see your own past throughout your work? Oh, yeah. Wow. I'm very well aware of my, I'm very well, apparently I've done a lot of work because I have no guilt or shame or anything else attached to it. That's just the way it was. Wow. What souls have to understand, they pick the parents for a specific reason. Mm. The, some come in random to families and that ends them up in a lot of turmoil, but some pick their families, most mm. do, mm-hmm. for whatever lessons they're going to learn. And they, uh, they get into conflict with it because it's not the way they thought that it would be. It all looks very, very good on the other side when you're making all these plans. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but if you, you, it's like, it's funny. People will come and they want to be princes and queens and kings. And, you know, mm-hmm. if I say, well, you were a street worker, you know, and this is what you did. It's like, oh my God, I would never do that. <laughs> No, but your soul would. <laughs> and there's nothing wrong with that. It's, if they're carrying the shame and the blame and the guilt and all of that stuff, mm. it pre- that prevents them from accepting and healing. Mm. The soul doesn't have any gender. It doesn't have any gender. Mm. If you come in as a masculine essence, has nothing to do with your gender. It could be a masculine essence in a female body, or you could be a feminine essence in a male body. Mm. Except society beats that out of men because they don't want to feel. Right. That's getting, that's getting a little bit better. Yeah. But when I explain that, especially men that come, if they're a feminine essence and I explain it to them, they learn not to deny that part of them. Mm. Or for women, if they're masculine essence, because the masculine essence process everything through their mental body. And the feminine essence process everything through their emotional body. So you have one that thinks and one that feels. Hmm. Now, what keeps you inspired to continue working with people? Well, deep down, my philosophy is everybody has the right to be happy. Hmm. Every, I think my dream would be that people would just let things go. Oh, yes. And not get caught up mm. in all that negative energy. Mm-hmm. If they don't know how to seduce the person with love, so to speak, mm-hmm. then move away from them. Mm. Why would you want this constant conflict with somebody, if you're trying to, con- well, if you're trying to control somebody, that comes from a sense of insecurity. That's something yeah. where a decision was made at a very early age. Mm. 
that the only way you can have your needs met if you control them. Sometimes people think that's love. No, no, it's not. The payoff is never good. But I get inspired with, I work with seven ascended masters. Mm. They're there anytime I want them there. I have one of them as a physician, and I don't really get into what they all do individually. They're just all there if I need them, so they talk to me. And I always ask them, okay, show me the next phase. And they will. Things will happen. And the next phase will come along. And then I'll know what I'm supposed to do with that. Mm. But mostly in readings, they're right there. I mean, the room just gets full of the energy. And they're Mm. right there Mm. giving me the information. And they go very deep. And it almost gets to where when you keep doing this work, you become part of them. Mm. Right. So you're coming more from a place of the higher good. Right. Yeah, true. Now, do your guides ever instruct you on how to deal with a particular person, say, for instance, who comes in and has is, is just a mess and, and needs, needs so much uh, guidance and healing? Yeah. Well, my mental background, my whole social work background helps me deal with that Mm. on the surface. Right. To get them stabilized and have them feel safe. Mm. Have them, you know, tell me what's going on because it's something that's going on right now. So then we just go there and then how often does this happen? See if there's a pattern to it. Mm. And if there's a pattern to it, the neat thing about it is I will ask the person, do you want me to tell you this information right now? Mm-hmm. If they say yes, I'll tell them. If they say no, I don't. Oh, wow. Yeah. I learned a lot of discernment because, yeah. I'll tell you a little story about that. Mm-hmm. When I was doing workshops and individual work, I always had, I called them Mr. Blisses. <sighs> There'd be two pillars of bliss beside me on my left and two on my right. Wow. And I couldn't figure out, I just accepted them being there. So, but one night I was doing a workshop on the uh, seven stages of the soul. Mm. And I usually go in and check with my guides and they're standing up. (laughs) And I almost went into a panic. Oh my God, they're standing up. And I'm saying to my girlfriend, they're standing up. Why are they standing up? And she goes, why don't you just ask them? (laughs) (laughs) So I go back in and I just ask them. Why are you standing up? (laughs) And I just laughed when they told me because I knew it was the truth. They said, (laughs) we no longer need to deflect your energy. Wow. They would stand in front of me and the other person I was working with to slow down the energy before it got to the person because Mm -hmm. when it would get to the person, it could blow them apart. Oh. Yeah. Wow. And they're not ready for it. No. So out of that, I learned to ask. Mm. Now, you mentioned that you do workshops. So do you have any other workshops or publications that you could share with our listeners today? Not right now, I don't know. I had an office and it just got dismantled. Mm. And I'm in the middle of reorganizing again. I'm still doing the individual readings and Mm. I do them on Skype and I mm. do them around the world because I do another radio show on Thursday nights. Mm. So I get a lot of uh, clients from that. 
It's amazing. And clients call in that radio show oh, and they get answers over the air. So I, I do get a lot of business that way. Of course, mm -hmm. I love to have business because I love doing this work. Right, right. If now, it says, go ahead. Oh, go ahead. Yeah, no, finish. Finish what he's going to say. Yeah, if it sets people, I mean, that's, people inspire me all the time because, mm -hmm. like I said, there's nothing, it's, it's not about making me feel good. It's, mm -hmm. about, it's about them having the insight to themselves and how they can go and have a better life and be happy with who they are. Trying to get them to be their natural selves rather than the adaptive selves they've become. Right. Now, how might listeners contact you to learn about having a session with you or workshops or whatever? Okay, they can go to omina777.com. That's the website. Mm -hmm. They can email me, omenacenter777 at gmail.com, or they can contact Richard through 860-871-6076. Leave a message, and he will get back to you within 24 hours. And just for our listeners, Omina is spelled O O. M Go ahead. O-M-E-N-A. Excellent. It's the last part of my name. Yes. Uh, well, Philomena, it's been wonderful having you on our show today. And Thank you. You're welcome. And I look forward to speaking with you again real soon. Yes. Me too. And thank for joining us on Awakened Path Radio. Please check us out at www.awakenedpathonline.com. I'm your host, Dr. Candice Nadine Green, and you are listening to Awakened Path Radio, giving you tools to guide you on your spiritual or metaphysical journey. Namaste and blessed day.